What's up, what's up, family? Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm your host, Forever Doing the Most, Micah Stokes, and I'm joined by my man, oh, man. 100 Grand. Oh, man. Better than Uncle Sam. You better understand. Talking about, oh, you better understand. You better recognize. <laughs> you better recognize. Better than Samuel Jackson, Action Jackson, Andrew Jackson, <laughs> Percy Jackson. Wow. Any Jackson you can think of. Huh? Any, Michael Jackson. Come on, Michael. It's will be oh, man. in the place to be. Thank you. Thank you, Micah. Man, I'm so excited. I'm excited for us to be back. I just Bro. feel invigorated right now. This I know, is like right? a new life for me. Yeah. This man. is season three, right? Season three of the Be Real Podcast. Mm-hmm. Real quick, just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who's been rocking with us since season one. Yes, sir. God has been good. God has been good. God Always. has been good. And the love has been real. We appreciate Every last one of you, you saw what I did there. The love has been real for oh. the beat real. You okay. Know what I'm All right. So, You're pulling them out quick. Hey, I like it. Hey, I like season it. three. We ain't holding no punches. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, man. So today we got an interesting topic that we want to cover. Will, what if I told you that your purpose in life is not to die old, but to die empty? Hmm. Mm. You might have never heard that before. I, I know you have, but maybe you're the person on the other side. <laughs> like, wait. It's a new concept. Right. That would be quite a profound notion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that would be very interesting. I, I'd be intrigued to hear how you would define empty if you told me that. Let's go. Let's All dive right. in. So there is a pastor, author, motivational speaker um, who is deceased? Indeed. Um, rest in peace, Miles Monroe, the late great. Yes, and, and he has this talk called. Oh, it's a talk on YouTube, but I don't know if the actual sermon is clipped from. Yeah. But in this portion of the talk, he's talking about how the graveyard, the cemetery, is the wealthiest place on earth. He's like, mm-hmm. it's not the oil in Iraq and the Middle East. It's not the diamond mines of Africa. You know, he goes deep. And yeah. I love his accent. Yeah. I can't imitate it He's like him. But <laughs> the diamond mines. There you go. Africa. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think that was more African. Than, uh, that was than, a little bit. He's, yeah. from, he's from the islands. He is, yeah. He's from uh, the Bahamas. He's Bahamian. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I was Bahamian. Rest in peace. But, but yeah. you know, he, he said that the cemetery is the richest place on earth. Mm. Because there lies ideas, dreams, purpose, plans, like businesses that were meant to be started, books that were meant to be writ, poems that were meant to be scripted. You know, he says all that lays there in the grave with the person who never did it while they were alive. Mm -hmm. He's like, I wish I could go to a cemetery or a grave and just mine all the potential and all the wealth that's laying inside. And I'm just like, you know, he's not being literal, but... He drives a very, very hard point of yeah. saying, like, our goal in life isn't to die, just live to die old, but it's to live our lives in such a way that when we die, we're empty. We've accomplished everything. And he parallel, uh, he well, he parallels, excuse me, parallels that to Jesus's life, where it's mm-hmm. like when Jesus gave up his last breath, he said, it is finished. Absolutely. He's like, I'm done. I did everything the Father sent me to do. You know, it's like there's another verse that talks about where I need to pull up my context. But y'all go ahead and do some Bible study research and find it. <laughs> I think it. It, it may have been Paul who referenced. I think the one I'm the pushed. one I'm thinking of is is well, yeah, Paul. So Paul references it where he's talking about how he's ran his race, yes, and he's finished his course. You mm-hmm. know, but I'm thinking of there's a verse in the Old Testament that talks about 
that how God's word goes forth and it accomplishes everything it sets out to do and it does not return void. Yes, indeed. And we know that Jesus is the living embodiment of the word of mm-hmm. God, according to John 1. Mm-hmm. So it's like- the fulfillment of the law and the promise. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like, what does that mean for us? Though? <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. we saying all these things and some of y'all might be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. cool. How do you how do you how do you live em, like live your life emptying yourself out? How do you do that? Right, man. That's such a it's it's. I'm so glad we're talking about it because it's such a profound notion, and and I think the recognition of the importance of dying empty mm-hmm. begins with recognizing that we're full of something in the first mm, place. Come on, that the that the the manufacturer, the maker, right? Yes. Yeah created and designed us and implanted something within this product that he's made. And there's a meaning and a purpose. And he's called this product that you've made. And for those who are listening, the product I'm referring to is you and I. Yeah. Yeah. And so he has called us to accomplish specific things. Yeah. And and, in the way he's called us, you know, is obviously to bring about a profound impact in the world right. in this season, in this epic, in this time period that we're in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the idea of dying empty, you have mm. to acknowledge that God has placed something in us in the first place. I'm so fascinated by the idea that we can, um, that one of the beautiful things of life is God has put things in us that, lie dormant mm. in certain seasons yeah. that they manifest and become obvious to people in later seasons. Yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things is to die empty is to live a life that at some point you have manifested those things that lie dormant in the first place. Right, right. And you begin to use and implement what you have within you in order to deliver. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and hopefully toward the end of your life, be it long or short, right. you have ran your race mm. for that mm. like a matter. Yeah. No, that's really good. So in my mind, there's some conflict here. Let's get into it. There's some conflict. Not not in a bad sense. I'm, so some of this could be just personal take on it. Um, but that's why we're here. We examine from multiple angles. I, this is therapy. It's just, <laughs> this is just, you know, this is just Will be and me talking. Come you know on. I'm saying. Um, but the two things that I really struggled with when I was listening to that audio clip was – how do you how how do you empty yourself well when you're like full of ideas mm-hmm. like almost too many ideas mm-hmm. and you're like how do you pursue all these ideas and dreams yeah. and then you kind of brought up the second one when you were talking about is it's it's a buzzword nowadays where it's like manifesting this mm. Because everyone's about manifestation right. and I'm going to speak it and it's like I'm going to attract what I, you know, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just yeah. like, I think there's a there's a, a certain person in the audience that could be listening to this to this particular clip and just start taking it and running with it mm. kind of blind. Yeah. So I'm seeing like there's two conflicts. There's people who are like so full of ideas. They're like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, let's let's go. I'm yeah. going to, you know, empty. I'm going to die empty. And it's just like, yo, you you don't run out of gas. You a you a car that runs 
next to a gas pump right with right. the thing the little like gas a, thing inside like you just run like a like a tesla with an extra battery a tesla. You just keep going <laughs> just, and going I got the energizer bunny <laughs> I, I don't get tired I don't Kev, get i'm kept i'm kevin gates of ideas and dreams Come you know um but you know it's like so you have that problem and then yep. you have the person i can see kind of on the other spectrum who's mm-hmm. like all right i'm gonna just go do something whatever because right. i'm i'm meant to I, I like you said there's something in me and I'm going to manifest it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that could be dangerous if you don't yeah. ask what that is. Yeah. Let's tackle both of those. Let's go. Which yeah. one do you want first? Well, first, I, I recognize the, I call them ideators, people who can ideate profusely, people who are like constantly coming up with these great ideas. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm talking to one right now. Oh, so thank you. I, thank you. I appreciate it, sir. I, I, since there's a, an autobiographical aspect to this item because it's like, it's you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you always have really bright, brilliant ideas. I appreciate um, that. Appreciate and that. so it's like, man, what, what if, what if uh, in the pursuit of dying empty, I don't feel like I'm ever emptied of ideas? Right. Is that, right. Is that kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, where do you throw you so the, where do you throw you know all your energy into and it's mm-hmm. like this conf, conflicting uh, ideology with like a Kobe mentality you know with the mama, mama mentality, mentality where it's just like Kobe's like not everyone's meant to be great mm-hmm. you know not everyone's meant to be great because they don't focus on being great at one thing yeah they've tried to do a lot of things and be Absolutely. good at those and so it's like man well of course I want to be great whether it's you know creating, podcasting, you know, being in ministry, mm-hmm. or even in the simple things we think about, it's like, you want to be a great husband, you want to be a great father, but Absolutely. it's like, you're split mm. because you keep having ideas. Like, yeah. and I find a little bit of comfort in the scriptures where, you know, there's one particular gospel account that says, you know, that Jesus did many, many, many more things, but books couldn't contain. Yeah. There's not enough books on the earth to contain mm. everything that he did within three years of ministry. Beautiful, actually. you know what I'm saying? Where I'm yeah. just like, all right, cool. So, on one side, we're like, Jesus lived his life to the fullest when he died and said it was finished, he was done. That's it, mm-hmm. completed his mission according to the Father's will. Yeah, but then I'm also like, yo, I don't even know everything he's done, <laughs> you know, it's like we can't even keep track of that, right. you right. know. And so, so I well, think that's where it's like it can be hard for me to like see, like, okay, Jesus was the epitome of greatness. Absolutely. But he didn't just do one thing. Yeah. So I, if, how do if I do I that? Can, if I can offer uh, a nugget of insight. Please do. I think for people like you and in your position, I think the question that people who ideate profusely, I don't, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt, people who ideate the way you do need to ask who? Who? Mm. Who do I need to galvanize who do i need to partner with mm-hmm. so that these ideas that i alone cannot execute to mm-hmm. excellence mm-hmm. you know what i mean like who can come alongside and assist aid and abet me in making sure this goes well and making sure it's excellent i think the answer to dying empty is gathering more cups and mm-hmm. pouring into more cups mm-hmm. right so it's not just about is my cup empty it's like what cups are full. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think for you, you're like, man, podcasting, ministry, you you're really good at that at at apparel design as well. I mean, you just have a mm-hmm. lot of creative outlets. 
but you can't do all of those things by yourself. Who can partner with me who's excellent in something complementary or compatible and we can partner Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to invest as much time and energy here, here, and here, and I can still be a husband and a father and a man of God and all of those things. It's like thinking who, not how, because Mm -hmm. also you have to think there are always going to be people who are better better at you than certain things, and together you guys will almost always execute at a higher level than if you would have done it yourself. You'll do it better and you'll have more energy at the end. That's so true. That is literally so true. That's why I think for every creative endeavor that someone wants to embark on, you need a helpmate. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you need that within life. That's why we have marriage. You need that within parenting. Again, why we have marriage Mm -hmm. or you know, for those who don't believe in marriage, so even though it is biblical, just saying, you do have the mother <laughs> and father who have to come together to procreate. Yeah. It's not a one-man sport, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that's so good. Like, even yeah. at work, like, I have an admin, Liz. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. Like, I'm serious. Like, I, I tell people, like, I get the face credit for being the face of whatever happened and the ministry that we're doing, this mm-hmm. and that. I'm just like, I don't do anything without running it by her wow. first. And seeing how she can help. Mm-hmm. Most times, she, I don't even know how she can help. I'll be like, I have this idea for this and that. And she just starts clicking on the computer. And next thing you know, she's like, all right, well, this is what we have to work with. And this is the options. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, yeah, I feel short-sighted. For, for people who are visionaries, one thing that's that's so crazy is like, we're so big picture mm-hmm. and so like floating out in the sky. It's like, we can be extremely short-sighted in details. Yeah, and I guess having, you could look at it that way. Yeah. I, feel, I, feel I, that I look way. at it like the difference between being nearsighted and farsighted. Mm. Like when you're a visionary, you're so farsighted. It's the, the thing that's right in front of you, it's blurry. It's like, what, yeah, what am I looking yeah, at? Yeah. Meanwhile, someone who's nearsighted is like, you don't see that? You don't see this mm-hmm, minor detail right mm-hmm, here? You can mm-hmm. put this, this, and this together, make yep. it work. And you're like, you're that's like a great but you don't analogy. see the thing two miles away? Look at that. We can do that. So you need nearsighted and farsighted people. Yeah. Bro, that's so good. That is good. I hope people are taking notes because Will's dropping nuggets out here, (laughs) giving away free game. It's season three. I can't help it. Hey, no punches will be held during (laughs) this season. Um, But the last thing I wanted to mention about that is even look, um, I guess this is in John when Jesus is, I won't say he's wrapping it up, but he's he's getting ready to, you know, go to the cross or he's Mm -hmm. letting them know that there are even more works that the disciples are going to do, right? Like to, mm-hmm. to uh, you know, at the point where the disciples have followed him and watched him mm-hmm. and, and in some regards have performed acts of their own, mm-hmm. right? But it, at some point it gets to a place where they're to now disperse and go right. out and do many more works than what he's done. He said greater. Greater works. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. How do you, again, how do you die empty? You, If you're ending your time here, do you have people who can disperse and do greater works than you did? Mm, yeah. I think that's why everything that you're doing, it goes back to that partnership, which, again, another word for partnership for the the saints, real quick, is discipleship. Come on now. Discipleship is partnership. Now, it's not saying it's got to be like mentor and student, you know, mm-hmm. but like cross-line discipleship, where it's just like, yep. I learned from you. And I'm praying you learn from me, mm-hmm. but honestly, neither of us are really learning from each other. We're learning from the Holy Spirit who's working Come inside on. of each and every one of us. Yep. My spirit testifies to your spirit. Your spirit testifies to mine. That's still discipleship 
even though it's not like, oh, well, I'm Will's mentor. No. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not taking a position of higher or lower. It's literally saying it's complimentary where it's like we're going to walk through this life together. Absolutely. And whatever God's doing in your life is going to bless my life and vice versa. Yep. So, no, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. I, I like that take. Definitely. Let's dive into the second What's conflict the second I had. So what do you say to the person who hears this, don't die old, die empty? And they basically, they go ahead and uh, here's a shout out to see who's really been paying attention for the last couple of years. They sh- they go out and get booked and busy. Booked and busy. Hey. hey. Booked and busy. Hey. It's going to be a track one day. Your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but man. they get booked and busy because yeah, they're like, yeah. I'm running out of time. You know, I don't want to die old. Maybe yeah. I won't die old. So, so I got to really got to get this now. Mm. And I'm a I'm a manifest this thing. I'm a make this happen. <laughs> I'm a write this book. I'm a start this podcast. I'm a start this business. Now, here's the thing before some of y'all jump on my neck. Uh-oh. I ain't saying don't do it. But it kind of goes back to a principle we talked about before from from James, where it talks about faith without works is dead, right? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. But remember, faith without do, the work, the work that he called you to do, That's right. your work, your works, your actions, mm-hmm. you know, the faith without doing what God tells you to do is dead. So in the same sense where it's just like, all right, manifest it, but is it what God told you to manifest? Right. Is that what God's called you to do? Mm-hmm. Is that the purpose that he's placed inside you, like you're talking about, where it's like you were born with purpose, placed mm-hmm. inside with you, birth for greatness, birth to bring honor and glory to the name of God? Mm-hmm. How? In that sense, it's like you need to start asking the question, not so much who yet, but you need to start asking how. Mm-hmm. How am I created to glorify God? Mm-hmm. Maybe your calling is to write a book. That doesn't mean my calling is to write a book. And that I should do it. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I'm sure it would bring honor and glory to God. You know, I'm sure it will help somebody. And I got good intentions behind it. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like, well, what if he really called you to do something else and you never get to die empty on that because you mm. spent all your time doing something he didn't call you to do? Mm. Or maybe you don't point. get to reap the blessings that are within walking in purpose, your purpose, because you're too busy trying to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pastor Michael Todd says this line. I love it. He says, God can't bless who you pretend to be. He can only bless who you really are. Come on. That applies to your jacked up self, your messed up self, but also your true self. Yep. And only he knows who you are. So when you're like, oh, God can only bless who I am. Well, do you know who you are mm-hmm. in Christ? Mm-hmm. Do you know who, you know, in Psalms 139, who he knit together in, in your mother's womb, fearfully and wonderfully made? Yes, do you sir. know that? If you don't, you about to go out here and just do whatever. Yep. You about to get in relationships you ain't had no business getting into. You about to start ventures and chase ideas that are really rabbit holes and distractions. Mm-hmm. Not every good thing that comes your way or comes into your head is a God thing. Come on now. And so that can rob you a purpose right there. Yep. And then you end up in the cemetery with your purpose and the plan God have for you laying <laughs> there next to you being talked about in a Miles Monroe sermon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you you're you're hitting on it. You're hitting on it. Sorry, I, I felt I like I ranted. I feel like I blacked out. That's why we're here. Okay. That's why we're here. Right, cool. I'm sorry. Was, I'm back. That was y'all. profound. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. I mean, no, nah, I I agree with you. It's I I think the other angle, if we went 
30 degrees to the left or to the right uh-huh. is there is a degree of effort in trying that is necessary. Like, Absolutely. There are some people who are so paralyzed by doing something because they're like waiting mm-hmm. for everything to line up perfectly. Right, right. And it's like, well, God, just line up all this. I know you order my steps, so line them all so I can see mm-hmm. them all. And I don't have any 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 confusion. I don't have to guess. I don't have to have a whole lot of faith because I just know exactly what I need to do. It's like, that's not going to be the answer either. So right. what's the point you, of him ordering your steps if you're going to stand still? There you go. There you go. And, just saying, I don't, yeah. that that wasn't in the Bible. That was just in my. That was in me. I, I agree with you. <laughs> like, why 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 would he do all that? For right. You? So it's 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 like this manifesting thing is to me. And I know and it's I, a buzzword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, want to go yeah. down the trail, but I'll yeah. just say I think the 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 concept of manifest manifesting in the cultural context mm-hmm. is ripe with self exaltation, like mm. this idea that whatever. Yeah, I want and think yeah. of and manifest. I can do mm-hmm. almost disregarding the idea that there is a God, a mm. sovereign, everlasting God who sees and controls all things. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I do believe that our words have power. Certainly, I believe that the way we speak to ourselves can affect how we see ourselves and thereby how we perform. Certainly. Absolutely. But it's also necessary to stay in prayer, stay in communion with God, mm-hmm. so He can com- continue to. Inform and download to us just step-by-step, moment-by-moment, where we need to go. Sometimes who we need to touch, right? Mm. what we need to invest in, what sacrifices we need to make. It's interesting because when you study, you know, people we quote-unquote call great, mm-hmm. even like um, I think it was Steve Jobs. Like he was out in some... I won't say it was a cult, but it was like some <laughs> thing in California. He was just like, I mean, you know, if it's like, in California, you know, it was it's like probably, not wearing shoes and like growing things. And you're like, but this is the Apple guy. Well, in his 20s, he's just Wear, kind of not oblivious. wearing shoes and growing weed from the sounds of it. <laughs> right. Or probably wearing, you know, potato sacks for pants. Or, I don't know. That's a weird visual, but it's like, it was until he came in contact with one person and then he realized, oh, wait. There's a whole industry of these people who need these types of computers. And it's like you it sometimes it is just a matter of moving, interacting with people, taking mm-hmm. a chance. Um, now, I don't know the degree to Steve Jobs's faith or belief systems. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know him personally. But as for believers, we are not operating and navigating the world blindly. Mm-mm. We have a Holy Spirit who has made residence within our hearts. That's we right. are the temple. Yep. And he speaks to us. He empowers us. He guides us. He yes. comforts us. Yes. I think we got to press into that. And and yes, we, we do have authority on this planet, but he's got to be careful about manifesting things. And Here's my thing. It goes back to like that question that uh, God asked Moses at the burning bush. Mm. Who gave you that mouth? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, he was so Moses' situation, he was complaining about, you know, to the to the manufacturer about a, a defect. Right, right, He's right. Like, hey, this <laughs> the, 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 this don't w- right. W- w- work. R- 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 right. Like, you d- know, d- 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 these AirPods ain't right, 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 right. Noise right. canceling. Yeah, like, canceling. But it's like guys like, yo, you talking to the one who made you. Right. I'm telling you your purpose. Mm-hmm. I made you. And so I think too often we don't sit down and actually let God speak to us in that way. Whether we're scared to do it, you know, we're scared to pursue whatever God's placed on our heart, or we don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. You know, we're either scared or we don't know. We either know 
and we don't do it or we know and we're too scared to start. It's you know, daunting. it's like, right. Mm-hmm. Or we, or I, may, I might have said that wrong, but either we don't know so we don't do or we do know it and we're just too scared to start. Yeah. But either way, we can still fall back on the, the fact that God knows us. God created us. And like you said, it's like he's given us authority. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's given us the power within the tongue. You know, it's like even the life and death that we talk about, I'm like, you do realize that's part of being made in his image and that's his fine. likeness. That's not a credit to humanity. That's right. a credit to God. And too many times it's like, you know, you feel like a super superhero by the end of the <laughs> message where it's just like, I have he man, I have the power, you know. And it's like, nah, you are endowed. There you go. You are endowed with the power and the authority. This means there's a source. It came from There's somewhere. a source. There's a power source. And what's crazy is you do know that all of humanity has the same superpower. They just don't use it to the honor and glory of God. Because mm-hmm. you think about all these famous people, all these celebrities, all these people we admire, people we you know call the greats or the goat. Not all of them use their talents and gifts and yep. abilities, or whether that's their words, their actions, their abilities, athleticism, mm-hmm. talent, you know, whatever. Not all of them are using it for the sake of God's glory and His fame. That's right. But yet, they still were given that. Yeah. If, you know, they are, they are they, gifted with or without gifted. repentance. Exactly. And God holds us accountable for that. I think that would be my last note that I would mention, where it's just like God holds us accountable at the end of the day. And I think it's really only between yourself and Him. <laughs> Who knows whether you actually die empty? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we talk about when we get to heaven, hearing, well done, my good and faithful servant. And we're like, oh, that's if I tithed enough, if I spread the gospel <laughs> enough, if I sang loud enough in church, and right. I memorized enough scripture, I didn't miss a single day on my Bible app, you yeah. know. Yes, cool. Not saying it doesn't have, you know, weight to do with that as well, or those aren't good things or things for us to strive towards. But I think, you know, it goes back to, again, where it's like Jesus accomplished the will of the Father to the fullest, to its completion. It's like when you, get, when, you, when you get done, when you're seeking to hear that good and faithful servant, I think that's a big part of it. It's like, did you do everything that God set you on earth to do? We say, hey, if you're alive and breathing, God has purpose for your life. If he's let you see another day, he has a purpose. God don't make mistakes. We have these cliches where I'm just like, <laughs> they roll off our tongue so easy, but I'm just like, maybe we should sit in it. We should sit in the weight of it's like usually, God is. Yeah, more weight yeah. and depth to those same Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, I, I, I want to do everything that God has called me to do. And so that starts with every day I open my eyes saying, God, help me to be obedient. Help me to trust you. Help me to hear you. Mm-hmm. Help me to follow you. Lead me, you know? And if we're doing that, maybe you don't write a book. Maybe you don't start a business. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just a parent. You're a faithful parent. You're a faithful husband or wife. Yeah. You know, you're a faithful member of your church. You're a faithful member of your community. Well, he says, he didn't say, well done, my accomplished and successful child and whom I'm well pleased. He said, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing where it's just like, Going back to what you said, where manifesting is um, is kind of that self, you know, promoting. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like when we really submit all that to God and we just seek to follow Him, 
we'll die empty. Mm-hmm. We won't die old. We'll die, we'll die empty. Takes takes the the submission. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful.